Welcome to the Asking for Myself podcast with Dr. Crystal Benjamin. Now, you've probably seen the asking for a friend phrase, and that phrase usually would be shown after a sarcastic or an embarrassing comment. Well, in this space, for this podcast, there are no embarrassing questions. So you get to ask those candid questions about life and relationships. Hi, Christopher. Thank you so much for joining me on Asking for Myself with Dr. Crystal Benjamin. I heard about your story at the Social Proof Conference when you just shared a little bit about the fact that your mother was murdered and, you know, talking about your forgiveness journey and that kind of thing. So can you share a bit with my listeners about your story, about who you are? Yeah, so my name is Chris Singleton. Um, I'm 22 years old. I've got a wife, a son. Um, I looked after my brother and my sister. Played professional baseball with the Cubs for a couple years. I now travel as an inspirational speaker. Um, But yeah, a couple years ago, back in 2015, my mom was taken away from me, along with eight other people. They were murdered here in my hometown of Charleston, South Carolina, because of the color of her skin. And so what the guy who murdered my mom, what he wanted to do was he wanted to start a race war. He didn't like black people. He, he, he was misled and mistaught to hate people that look different than him. And so what he did was he took nine lives um, that day, June 17th in 2015 at my church. And the day afterwards, which was so crazy, um, I actually forgave him for what he did. And I gave a speech saying that love is always stronger than hate. So if we just love the way my mom would, hate won't be anywhere close to where love is. Wow. So where were you when this all happened, when he came into the church and murdered your mom and eight other people? Yeah, so I was playing baseball. I had a baseball game that day. Um, I played baseball my whole life. So it was nothing new to me for me to be at a game and my mom be at Bible study. So it was, right. it was just an ordinary day for me before it happened. Hello? I mean, I got you. Okay, great. Yeah, so it was an ordinary day for you. I'm sorry. Um, and so, so, yeah. And then how, where, wh- when you heard the news, what was the first thing that came to your mind? The first thing that came to my mind after I heard that my mom had been shot was, you know, how bad is it? And then secondly, I have a little brother, a little sister. One was 12 and one was 14 at the time. And as soon as it happened, I automatically thought, what am I going to tell my brother and sister? Um, so those, that's definitely the first thought that went through my mind was, how bad is it? And what am I going to tell my, my younger siblings? Wow, that's amazing. And then the day after you made it public that you forgave this, you've, you're forgiven this guy and you gave this speech on love. And how were you able to do that? You know, to come from hearing about your mother's death and it seems like you were very close to her to being able to forgive the perpetrator like almost immediately. Yeah, I, I don't think it was something that I had planned to do. Uh-huh. Um, so when I described the moment of forgiving my mother's killer the day after, I always say that it wasn't just me forgiving um, the man that murdered my mom. I think I had some help doing that. 
And if you're a believer like I am, I think that God was leading me that day to, to use forgiveness to bring my city together. And so there's no way in a million years I could ever say it was me personally doing it that, at that time. Right. Since then, I've had to make certain decisions um, as far as forgiveness, whether it be with that case or whether it be with me and my life. My father um, was an alcoholic growing up. And so being able to forgive him after he passed away for all those years that he wasn't, you know, he was there, but he wasn't present in my life. I think forgiveness is one of the true major keys to happiness. Um, but yeah, the day after when people ask me, well, I can't do something the day after it happens to me. And that's not for everybody. I don't think that everybody is going to be able to forgive the, the day after like I did. Okay. Okay. Got you. So what is forgiveness for you? Like, what is it? What does it look like? What does it entail? I'm really curious. I think forgiveness for me is basically peace. I consider it peace. It's peace within, with your, your inner thoughts. When you go to sleep at night, there's no revenge in your mind. There's no constant feeling of anxiety, of feeling like a victim when you forgive. I think that forgiveness is inner peace, if I could say, um, in, a, in a short phrase or in a short amount of words. I think I, I just say it's inner peace. Right, it's inner peace. And you're able to live without that anxiety. You're able to live without necessarily wanting to have, um, you know, revenge, to get revenge. And it sounds like forgiveness is not for forgetting because you do remember the act and you probably do remember the person who committed the act. But forgiveness is despite knowing, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like forgiveness is despite remembering what took place and despite talking about it because you speak so you, and you've probably been asked about it, despite all of this, still being able to have that peace within you. And it doesn't come from just you, it comes from, you know, a higher being and, and it comes from God. Amen. That's yes. kind of so, what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I definitely don't think, um, forgiveness or forgiving someone is forgetting that it happened. That's impossible. Unless you, you've got some voodoo happening or <laughs> I don't think you can ever forget something that severe that to happen to you in your life. So every single day when I wake up or when I go speak to a, a classroom full of kids or when I go speak to a university and I talk about my story, I'm never forgetting the fact that my mother was taken away from me because of the color of her skin. Like that'll never be out of my mind. Like I'll always remember that. But because of that, because I've already forgiven him, the focus is no longer on the other person. The focus is no longer on the murderer. The focus is now on how can I uh, live out my mother's legacy to shit spread love the way she was doing when she was still here. So when I wow. forget, it's, it's no longer a constant uh, feeling of putting my attention on the, the person that's done wrong. No, mm -hmm. now it's, putting my attention on what can I do to solve what happened or what can I do to help the next generation not have to go through something like what I went through. Ah, so it sounds like you used that energy that came from this activity or this event into something positive. So you use that energy and your story to be able to inspire others, to be able to live out the legacy of your mother versus using that energy in wanting revenge and in just being negative about the situation and probably even hating persons like him or who look like him because of what took place. It's really about, it sounds like, where you place your 
energy. Energy is going to come. You're going to experience some sort of emotional response to what took place. But it's what you do with that. Yeah? Yeah. Right. That's really, that's, I like the way you put it. Like the energy is going to come no matter what. Right. What that energy um, is your choice. It is your choice. You, so you do have agency. You do have the ability to respond versus to react. And so it is possible. And I think that's what I love about your story. Because to me, your story and what you went through is one of the, probably one of the more devastating things that someone could go through, right? Of all the things, one of the most devastating things of all the things that someone could go through. And just to hear you talk about forgiveness in that way, and it's not superficial, it's, it's you're living this daily. And one of the purpose, purposes of this podcast is to help persons realize that there is hope in whatever they're going through. And so with forgiveness, there is hope to forgive. And as you mentioned, it might not be the day after like it happened with you, but it's still possible. Now, I wonder for you, have you found yourself cycling between forgiveness and not forgiveness or between having peace and not experiencing peace? Do you sometimes um, get discouraged or the peace is removed from you and then you start thinking hateful thoughts? Does that ever happen to you? No, I wouldn't say that peace is ever removed or forgiveness is ever the struggle part um, in my mm-hmm. life. I think once I've made my decision to not focus on the person that murdered my mom, but focus on the good that I can do because of it, um, right. I guess that revenge or the, the hatefulness or whatever, it, it's, it, it got washed away. Okay. So now, what I do find myself doing is there are some moments that I get really, really sad and I get really, really sad, not because of the way it happened or anything about that, but just that my mom's not here anymore. And right. so when I, when I go pick up my, my son and I take him to my wife's mom's house, his grandma, and I mm-hmm. wish my mom was still here to have that moment with my son, I do get extremely sad, but there's no time where I'm struggling with forgiving the, the man that murdered my mom. Wow. Wow. That's, that's amazing. And the fact that you identified that emotion, it brings me back to the idea that after events, um, traumatic events or what have you, we are going to experience emotion and it's being able to identify that correct emotion. So there's this thing where um, there's this analogy in terms of the, the iceberg and at the tip of the iceberg is anger. And when you look below the water or the base of the iceberg, there's so many different emotions that we experience, like sadness, disappointment, hurt, that kind of thing. And what I'm hearing from you is that you're going straight to the base of the iceberg. This is focusing on anger. Now, anger is not a bad thing. It's not a bad emotion. All of us experience it. But it's also understanding the root of that anger, possibly, and, and, and how to correctly identify what is truly going on with us as we peel away that onion. So I'm really seeing it in your story. This is not just theory, but I'm really seeing as you live it out, it's, it, it, it makes so much sense. So is there anything else you'd like to share with my audience regarding forgiveness? Now you go all around the, the world, I would say, um, to spread and to share your story and to speak. Is there anything that, you know, people really need to hear you feel like based on your interactions is there anything you'd like to share right now 
Yeah, um, I, I definitely want to just touch again on why I think forgiveness is huge for the person that's doing the forgiving. Um, right. Because when, when, when we're sulking or we're upset or when we're angry and we have that feeling of anxiety or revenge or feeling like, I, how could I forgive somebody for doing this? Or how could I forgive somebody for doing that? I think what, they don't, what we don't realize is the other person is living their life. We're the <laughs> ones that are struggling with that grief, that anxiety, that revenge. The other person is living their life. So when we forgive sometimes, it's not always for the other person. You guys, people need to realize that when I forgive this person, it's for myself. Now, something like what happened to me should never happen, and I hope it never does. That's, again, that's why I continue to speak the way I do. But I want people to know that when I forgave him, it wasn't a decision for him. It was a decision for me, for my family, for my city, for inner peace for myself. So stop thinking that you're, you're weak for forgiving somebody because of what they've done to you. You're strong if you forgive somebody because it allows you to move on in your life. Wow. I have a follow-up question, actually. What have you noticed, based on your experience with working with people, what have you noticed in terms of what unforgiveness can do for you, in terms of holding on to stuff for, for weeks and months and years? What can that do for the individual? What have you noticed? Yeah, I can, I can just give you guys a quick story. So... Mm -hmm. Basically, I was speaking at a, at a high school up in Cincinnati and a kid said, Chris, I want to forgive my, my birth mother for doing what she did to me. She gave me away when, she was two year, when I was two years old. And he said he's always had this hatred towards his, his birth mother because she did that to him. And he thought to himself, you know, how could somebody ever do that? This is your kid. You gave birth to this kid. And how could you give him away? And he struggled with that so long. And after he heard me speak, he said, Chris, I think God sent you today to tell me to go forgive my mom because she's actually on hospice and she's not doing well and she's going to pass away pretty soon. At least that's what the doctors are saying. Mm -hmm. And he said, Chris, I want to do it so bad, but I just can't figure out how or why I should do it. And I told him there's going to be a long time for you to think about if forgiving her was a good thing or a bad thing after it's already done. But you have a short period of time right now to make that decision because after this, there'll be no more, okay, telling her, I forgive you, to letting her go or letting yourself uh, be relieved of that, that emotion. And so time went on, he didn't do it, and his mom passed away. And I remember him calling me crying because he said, Chris, I never got to forgive my mom after all these years. She probably died feeling like she was the most terrible person ever. And now I feel like because of this, I'm going to have this, this feeling or this this constant reminder that I never gave her that peace that she deserved when she passed. And so now this kid is in high school and he's going each and every day and he's thinking that he let his mom down and he should have forgave his mom off of something that maybe he didn't even have, he didn't, he didn't deserve to be given away at such a young age. Like that, nobody deserves that. But because he held on to it so long, he didn't forgive his mom before she passed away. He constantly feels like there's some unfinished business and there's, there's an emotion that he can't even describe of not forgiving his mom all because he just felt like, you know, I don't know if this is the right time or I don't know if I should. And, and that kept going on, kept going on. And his mom passed away and he didn't forgive her. And now he struggles with that. Uh, so I say that to say, if, if you're feeling some type of way about a person or something that happened to you, 
if you make the decision to forgive right now, years down the road, you will you you might even for you might even forget how upset you used to be. You won't forget what happened to you, but you might mm-hmm. even forget how upset you used to be because of it. And right. so I think if we can gather up enough courage to make that first initial des- decision to forgive, I think you'll see a domino effect of how things will change in your life. Ah, so you're saying essentially that this unforgiveness can can just really be baggage throughout your life, and it's as if you can't really move forward because you 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 you're living with this baggage, even if the person passed away. And you also mentioned that a decision needs to be made. So are there steps to forgiveness? Like say step one, make the decision. Like how, how do you get to that place? I think that people, for one, they have to say to themselves, am I struggling with it? Because a lot of people think they are struggling with forgiveness, but, or struggling with the feeling of revenge. But if there's, there's a, if there's not a night where you're feeling like, Hey, I need to, stop thinking about this thought or, hey, I need to move on with my life. If you're not thinking about that, then I don't think you're struggling with forgiveness the way most people are. I think some people are struggling with revenge and forgiveness so much that it keeps them up at night and it actually alters, the, alters their everyday decisions. Now, if you're one of those people, mm. I think the first step you need to make is say, okay, I'm struggling with this. You have to admit it to yourself. I'm struggling with forgiveness because, and actually say it out loud. Say, I'm struggling with forgiveness because, for instance, me, I'm struggling with forgiving my father because he was an alcoholic my whole life. And I felt like because he was an alcoholic, he wasn't the, he wasn't the best dad. Now, after I say that out loud, I can then t- say to myself, okay, is forgiving, forgiving my dad, is it going to make him come back alive? No, he still passed away. That's not going to be any, any different. But forgiving my dad is going to allow me to step forward and be a great dad to my son. So when I, when I say things like that, those are the initial steps I think we need to take. We have to say it out loud, what it is that we need to forgive the other person for. That's the first step. Mm -hmm. So confronting it. And I think that's why therapy and coaching could be so helpful because it allows for you to confront the reality, to take it outside of your head and to actually speak it versus just, you know, continuing to ruminate and ruminate and think it and go out of control. So People, we need to confront this, confront whatever situation or person and really deal with the issue to be able to move on. And also in Chris, Chris, your story, you're, you're sharing that you were able to forgive your father even after he died. So some people think they need to forgive or in order for them to forgive, they need an apology. And sometimes that's not possible because the person passed away or the person just isn't interested in giving an apology. Yeah. And what, what is the, what, what step then for those persons? Is it the same confronting it and saying, listen, this person is not going to apologize, whether it's because they're dead or because they're just not interested. I need to do this for me. Is that the process? Yeah. I think that we all know some people are stubborn and even if they do wrong, they won't apologize. And so right. what, what it does for us, if some person is, is not apologizing to us or we feel like we've been wronged and, and they should apologize, but they're not going to, when we forgive, it's kind of a laughing moment because you always hear that, that, uh, that saying, you know, be the bigger person. But when we forgive and we kill somebody with kindness in, the, in a way, it, it's definitely going to eat them alive because it's, it's, out of our, it's out of sight, out of our mind. 
when we forgive that person. And now they have the, they have the struggle with, okay, this person has already done this for me. Um, now what's my next step? That's what they're thinking. But once we already have forgiven that person for doing us wrong and we move on with our lives, it's out of sight, out of mind, and we're better people because of it. Mm. <laughs> nice. Thank you. I love that. So kill them with kindness and just continue. Kindness and love always wins. I, I believe that. Um, firmly, it's tough to do, but it's not impossible. So Chris, how can we find you? How can listeners find you if they want to follow your journey, if they probably even want to reach out to you regarding speaking engagements or, or stuff like that? How can they find you and what type of services do you provide? Yes, yeah, so most people can find me. Um, my website is www.thechrissingleton.com. Um, you can go on there if you want to book me for a speaking engagement. Um, my social medias are Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's Chris Singleton is my full name. And C Singleton underscore two are my uh, social media pages. And they're verified. So if there's a blue check and... Yeah, so it's me. If it's a blue check, it's me. C Singleton. <laughs> Just find me on those. And uh, yeah, I love to share my story. I love to speak to the youth. Um, I love to make a difference. So I'm, I'm open to any anything. And don't be scared to reach out to me. So I, this is my passion and my mission is to bring people together and teach people to forgive. So if you want that mission shared in your community, please reach out to me. Nice. Thank you so much, Chris, for being a part of this process and thank you so much for sharing your story. Any last words for us before we wrap up? Nope. I'm good. I'm, I'm glad you had me on the show. I think this is, this is amazing what you're doing and I hope you keep doing it going forward. Thank you so much, Chris. It's so amazing to have people like you and I'm sure my listeners are probably going to ask me so many questions. So don't be um, surprised if I reach out to you again. So, nice thanks so much for having you and listeners thank you so much for listening please don't hesitate to reach out you can um, leave a comment on the, this podcast you can also email me you can message me on social media i am found at dr crystal benjamin at dr crystal benjamin all right love to hear from you take care bye-bye all right bye-bye That brings us to the end of another episode of Asking for Myself with Dr. Crystal Benjamin. Hey, thank you for listening and we would love to hear from you. So on your way out, please leave us a comment. Cheers.